happy Wednesday, everybody, and what's up, guys? This is Courtney. Uh, you are in for, I don't, I, well, no, you're not in for a treat. Uh, well, unless you enjoy my podcast, then you are in, in for a treat. Uh, welcome, everybody. It is the uh, the Black Dad Chronicles. I am your host, Courtney McIntosh. I've kind of got a loaded show today, um, mainly because I am a, a nerd and... Uh, today is Wednesday, so of course, um, comic books release every Wednesday. If you guys who, uh, who don't know, um, I'm very into comic books. I love comic books. I'm at the comic book store every, every single Wednesday, um, trying to not spend $50 on comic books. Um, and I read them all, even though right now I have like a stack of probably 50 books that I need to read. Um, but it's like each week I just keep buying new ones and I try to read them, but they just keep piling up. So, uh, much to my wife's chagrin, but anyway, I am your host, Courtney McIntosh. And as always, if you want to join, uh, the black, well, no, I'm not going to call you guys a nation. Cause I only have, honestly, I only have like maybe 10 people that listen to the, to the show. If that, um, um, Sorry, my 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 I I got thrown off uh, because my wife is calling me and I did send her a message and tell her I was podcasting, um, but hey, um, what can you do? Um, but anyway, um, where was I going? Oh, okay. So today is is Wednesday. All comic books come out today. Um, I am a fan of DC. I am a DC uh, fanboy. Um, I prefer DC Comics over Marvel. I think Marvel Comics are uh, way too convoluted at times, uh, most times. Uh, so, I, But I also do get comics from uh, Image Comics, uh, from Boom Comics, um, you know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, let me uh, tell you guys what uh, I picked up today. Uh, and excuse me, I know I sound stopped up. Uh, it's because my allergies are going nuts. Um, but first, let me tell you what I'm reading right now. So, this morning I just finished Detective Comics number 969. Uh, it's the beginning of a new story arc. Um, uh, and it looks like we're going to have... So, the, the, the last story arc in, in Detective Comics was called A Lonely Place of Living. Where uh, Tim Drake, who is the current Red Robin and it looks like future Batman, comes in time... Uh, comes back in time from the future where um, in his future, Batwoman uh, set in motion a, a, a plan uh, that basically took down the whole Bat family and changed the world um, and basically plunged Gotham and the world itself into chaos. Um, so at the end of that story arc, um, you know, they actually, the time, the hyper time caught up to uh, Tim Drake and he was able to be sent back to the future by, you know, Red Robin and the rest of the Bat family. Um, in that story arc, we did see the debut of Brother Eye into this um, d- version of DC. Uh, um, this is a, a DC uh, Rebirth came out last June, uh, where um, pretty much all of your favorite comic book titles got, re- all your favorite DC comic book titles got, you know, rebooted. So, um, yeah, so that was the first time uh, 
we had saw Brother Eye, which is Brother Eye is a satellite that Batman built pretty much to monitor everything that goes on in the entire world. And it ends up, you know, getting him into trouble because at the end of the new 52, which was DC's last reboot in 2011, um, Brother Eye essentially takes over the world um, and turns your favorite heroes into superpowered cyborgs. So um, Batman Beyond um, has to go back in time to where it started, um, but he comes back too, uh, a little bit uh, too late. Um, thus starting the future, starting the, uh, future's end storyline. I'm sorry that, you know, yeah, starting the future's end storyline. So it looks like in this, uh, um, excuse me, in this, uh, issue of detective comics, we get the start of the art fall of the Batman and we see the, uh, the very last page, we see a shot out of the victim, uh, syndicate. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. Um, Currently, well, what I'll be reading as soon as I finish with this is Punisher number 218. What Marvel did is they, they launched uh, Legacy. So what they did pretty much was it was kind of a, a soft reboot in its own. And they went back to the original numbering of uh, their book. So like Punisher right now, it, this is number 218. Um, but it's the first book in the Marvel in, his, in the new run, Marvel Legacy. So it's Punisher War Machine Part One, and I was a, uh, I was actually, uh, and I haven't checked out the new the Punisher series on Netflix. I plan on starting that today. Um, so it looks like um, this is called Punisher War Machine. So it looks like Punisher was given the War Machine armor. So I'm really excited to see how that goes because we know Punisher is like insane. Frank Castle is insane, uses guns to just kill everybody. So imagine how souped up he'll be with the war machine armor, which is just guns upon guns upon guns. All right, so I'm reading that. uh, Like I said, as soon as the show's over, I'm going to get to reading that. And then I'm going to jump into Action Comics number 991. Action Comics number 992 and Doomsday Clock number one. Um, so there's been a storyline going on in DC uh, in Action Comics called The Oz Effect. And it's actually crossed over in a de- Detective Comics. Um, Tim, Tim Drake was involved in that. Um, so pretty much Superman's father comes back. Jor-El comes back. It turns out he was not killed on Krypton. Um, so he comes back, um, is trying to convince Clark that the humans are not worthy of him. He's way too powerful for them. He should not see himself as one of them, uh, because he is a God. Um, and he is a God among them and he should be treated as such and carried himself as such. So then Jor-El is basically trying to, uh, destroy the world. And uh, going by Mr. Oz. So that's where we first find, we see a guy pop up, Mr. Oz, and it turns out to be Jarrell. So I'm really excited to read the last two issues because now, um, at the end of issue 990, he went after um, his grandson, you know, Superman's son, Jonathan, and is trying to like, you know, bring him over to his side, pretty much. So 
I'm pumped for that, and then I'm really pumped for Doomsday Clock. This is going to introduce the Watchmen back into the DC universe. Um, the Watchmen, the movie, The Watchmen was probably um, the one comic book movie that pretty much the movie was like straight up the comic one on one to a T, and it was a graphic novel. Um, Marvel owns them. And um, now uh, we get the Watchmen in the DC Universe. So um, I can, you know, I think I'll make another episode. Well, you know what? All right. After I blow my nose real quick, you know. um, Sorry, I don't want y'all, I don't want to, you know, blow my nose on air. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Give me a second. I'll be right back. Okay. Sorry. You know, wasn't going too long. So, what we find out in this uh, in this universe now, in the the cause of DC rebirth, um, it looks to be Doctor Manhattan. Like I said, I haven't read any spoilers. I still haven't read Watchmen number one. I mean, excuse me, Doomsday Clock number one. But it seems like Doctor Manhattan from the Watchmen went and created his own because he said that um, at the end of the movie, the Watchmen. Um, he was off to create his own reality. So it looks like this is the reality that he was, he created and that's DC rebirth. Um, so pretty much, um, pretty much he, we get the main characters, you know, Superman, uh, although it seems like Batman hasn't been, really uh, affected that much. So, um, what happens is pretty much, oh, Wally West was one of the main ones affected. Um, you know, Wally West, Flash. I, I hate how they're doing them in this in this run, but, I, you know, I still got some more books to read, so don't ne- necessarily know uh, how his arc is going to end right now. Um, he has a heart condition, he apparently died on the last issue of Teen Titans, uh, not Teen Titans, Titans. So, I haven't read the follow-up issue to that yet. I'm going to have it. It's uh, in my queue to be read soon. Like I said, I have about 60 books that I need to read. Um, so, the reason why I'm talking comics is because, like I said, today's Wednesday. Um, oh, so before I go any further, let me go tell y'all what I got. And I know this would probably be easier if I was doing this on video. It would probably be cooler if I was doing this on on video. Um, but I'm not. Sorry, guys. I'll post a picture on all the social media. Um, and if you want to follow me on social media, you can go to the Black Dad Chronicles Facebook page. And you can go to uh, Instagram slash Black Dad Chronicles where I post pictures of my kids, food, comic books, you know, whatever. So. First book I got today is the Mar- uh, DC New Talent Showcase number one for 2017. Uh, pretty much what I was told was it is a bunch of a collection of short stories um, of certain guy, certain characters that they're going to be uh, putting more focus on towards the end of the year and the beginning of next year. So on the cover, it's uh, Doctor Fate. We got Katana, um, Katana from the Suicide Squad movie. We have Deadshot. Um, Wonder Woman, Poison Ivy, and uh, Duke. I forgot Duke's last name, but he is Batman's newest protege. 
Uh, next, I have Black Panther number 167, um, continuing the Claw Stand Supreme uh, story arc. I'm just read y'all a, a brief description of it. Just as Wakanda is transitioning into a constitutional monarchy, something from its ancient past now threatens to upend everything. The gods of Wakanda, the Orisha, have gone missing, and in their absence, mystical portals have been releasing, releasing deadly creatures. Thanks to her time in the plane of Wakanda memory with the spirit who takes the form of her mother, Ramonda, Shuri, who is uh, uh, T'Challa's sister, recognized the creatures from Wakandan legends. Claiming the Orisha are dead, a Wakandan named Raz the Exhorter is leading the people to worship a new god, Sifako. T'Challa and Shuri hunted down a group of the creatures only to discover they were holograms made of sound. Ulysses Claw has returned to Wakanda. Working with Ezekiel Stane, Dr. Fossis, Zinzi, and Raz, he foments chaos to distract T'Challa while he steals Wakandan's li- Wakanda's lifeblood, Vibranium, to restore his lobotomized sister. And that's not all he's stealing. Midnight Angels Anika and Ao and an old friend of T'Challa's, Asira, have been captured and are being held in the nearby hostile country of Azania. If the Black Panther is to save his friends and his country, he will need allies. Dot dot dot. So, um, since I started got since I got back into comic books last year, um, it's only a couple Marvel titles that I really like. Um, Black Panther, of course. Um, Moon Girl and Devil, Devil Dinosaur, of course. Um, and I say, of course, because they have black uh, protagonists. Uh, but from from Marvel, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I bought all the, the Civil War II books. Um, and it was pretty good. But I didn't like to necessarily like the ending. Um, so, yeah. I mean, check out Black Panther. Uh, also, I have um, uh, Moon Girl. And it's not Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. It's just Moon Girl, number 25. I still have probably the 10 books prior to this um, that I still have to read. Uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is one of my favorite comics over the last year. Uh, It's really lighthearted, really fun. Um, Just a different type of comic book that I'm used to. So Um, then I have Aquaman uh, Annual uh, number one. Um, Aquaman has probably been my favorite comic book from DC. Well, consistently my favorite comic book, uh, from DC since rebirth started. I have probably the eight books before this to read before I get into that one. After this, I have Batman annual number two, uh, date nights, last rites. Um, I was told by Jen, the manager of the comic city that I frequent that this book is a tearjerker, especially at the end. And then after that, uh, the last book I got today, Animosity Evolution number two from Aftershock Comics. So, Animosity has been is a very interesting book because it explores what happens if animals became sentient. Uh, so, b- pretty much what happened was, um, all of a sudden, one day, animals just woke up and became sentient. And... They basically started, you know, battling back against humans. Didn't care if you were meat eater. Didn't care if you were vegan. You know, 
they just started biting, fighting back against their masters. So, um, the main story follows a little girl. I forgot her name and I, um, messed up because, uh, she's a real cool character and her dog, her dog's name is golly. I forgot his name too. Cause animosity number 10 came out probably like three weeks ago. Um, so it's a really cool story, um, about what happens in the, uh, animal apocalypse. I, I guess we'll say that. Um, so I'm reason why I'm talking about comic books today. Um, well, I'll be talking about comic books every week. Uh, but the, in the Avengers infinity war trailer came out today and man, oh man, was it awesome. I've probably watched it about 20 times a day um, since I got back from dropping my kids off at school this morning. Um, Holy crap. I can't wait. I can't wait for Black Panther in February, but I can't wait for uh, Infinity War. Um, We were, you know, the internets were saying that um, the trailer will probably be released with... uh, Star Wars, because uh, Star Wars is a Disney property, and Mar- Disney also owns Marvel. Um, so we were led to believe that the trade. We were still a few weeks away from the trailer because uh, Star Wars comes out December fifteenth. I am recording this on November 29th. Um, but man, it, all of a sudden it came today, and I kind of had a feeling we were going to see, see it today because um, Variety came out and variety is always there variety magazine um whenever marvel's newest movie comes out variety always kind of like releases the story uh and behind the scenes pictures of it and then shortly after that the trailer comes um so we got the the variety picks this weekend um but yeah man i can't i can't wait and in, in the in the trailer we get you know tony stark and dr strange uh, it's a lot of Doctor Strange in the trailer. It's a lot of Tony Stark in the trailer. It's a lot of Thanos in the trailer. Um, and if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, um, in the trailer we kind of see what we can assume what happened um, in the aftermath of the end credit scene in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, we see Loki with the Tesseract. Looks like he's walking through a sea of dead Wakandans. He looks like he's been in a fight. Um, we all know Thor ends up on the windshield of, uh, the guardians of the galaxy, uh, ship, you know, um, rocket Groot, Drax, uh, Mantis, Gamora and Star-Lord. So, um, we get to see, and as we get to see Thor, you know, still with one eye, um, we don't know what happens to Valkyrie. Um, we do see, uh, Hulk in the trailer, uh, well, Bruce Banner in the trailer, um, and we know he was with Thor and Loki and them on the new uh, Asgard on the ship. Um, so I'm excited for this movie. Um, I'm really, I love comic books, and I go see every single comic book movie um, that comes out. Um, I did see Justice League the day it came out. Um, overall, I enjoyed Justice League. Um, Justice League, the movie, and the current big DC, other big DC story arc involving Batman in the comics, um, 
which is uh, Dark Knight's Meadow. Um, what both of these things? May, so I don't like Cyborg. You know, I do not like the character of Cyborg. Um, I think he's bland. You know, kind of has no emotion. Um, but what you know, the Dark Knight's Metal comic book is doing for me, and what Justice League the movie did for me is it made me kind of care about Cyborg. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see. Uh, we just did get news that uh, Cyborg comic has been canceled, so it will end with um, Cyborg number twenty in January. And I believe that Cyborg will become the leader of the Justice League in the comics. And that's kind of like where the end is going to lead of his solo comic is going to lead into. Um, But yeah, I really like Justice League. I thought it should have been longer. Um, You could tell that uh, because a lot of scenes that were in the trailer um, weren't weren't actually in the movie. So it looks like a lot of stuff got cut out. I hope they... um, do with this movie like they did with Batman vs Superman and release an ultimate edition. A lot of people had complaints about Batman vs Superman um when it first was released in the movies. Um I didn't necessarily have any complaints because if you if you ever read the Batman vs Superman Dark Knight comic, you know, you would know that, you know, they fought each other in the comics. And but people were complaining Batman and Superman are friends. They wouldn't fight each other. Yeah. They would. Um, and remember, Bruce has a contingency plan for every single member in the Justice League. Um, so, um, in the Ultimate Edition of Batman vs. Superman, it re-added some scenes that actually were cut out of the movie, out of the theatrical release. And it made the movie make more sense. It was more co- coherent, more linear, instead of leaving you to guess. Like, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron made you guess what happened in the scenes that they cut out. But if you bought the Blu-ray, you'll get those uh, deleted scenes. And, you know, once you watch them, you're like, oh, so this is what happened. So um, I thought Justice League was good. Uh, Wonder Woman was great. Cyborg was great. Flash was eh. Aquaman was cool. Um, Batman was okay. I think, I, I think you know, Ben Affleck is the best Batman we've seen on screen. Uh, no disrespect to Michael Keaton or Christian Bale, but I think... You know, Ben Affleck's the the best Batman we've seen. I liked him a lot better in Batman vs. Superman than I did in uh, uh, Justice League. Because uh, he seemed like, you know, it made him seem like he took a back seat um, in uh, Justice League. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, I, I'm not excited for the fact that next year... Um, Marvel has Black Panther coming out, has uh, Avengers Infinity War coming out, I believe. Um, you know what? I'm going to pull it up because it looks like, because I believe Marvel has like maybe four movies coming out while DC has one, and that's Aquaman, which I'm really excited to look forward to. Um, but for DC to have one movie coming out, And Marvel has, you know, four. That's crazy. Um, So let me just check. I'm going to the Google. Marvel 2018 movies. Yeah, Marvel 2018 schedule. Uh, Marvel's been doing a a phenomenal job with uh, 
the uh the TV shows, the Netflix shows. Um Alright, so I'm going to looks like Cinema Cinema Blend. Um release dates. When was this article uh, updated? So we get Black Panther February sixteenth. We get Avengers Affinity War May fourth. We get Ant Man and the Wasp uh, July sixth. And you know what? Ant Man was a surprising movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. I love the fact that it was a caper movie. It was a caper. Um, I I just really enjoyed. Like Ant Man was just really really fun. And I don't think Marvel expected it to be as fun as it was i know i didn't um i actually didn't have anything i didn't know what to expect um going in to see ant-man but i was pleasantly surprised one of my favorite uh mcu movies um so it looks like that's july 6th of 2018 Uh, so it looks like we have uh you know three movies uh coming out in 2018 from marvel now i'm just gonna go to the google and Check out DC. I'm, I can guarantee you that's only Aquaman. DC movies, 2018, and it seems like they've, uh, yep, 2018, and it looks like, um, and pretty much they they kind of announced that they were gonna redo how they uh, release movies, um. Because from what it seemed like, they were going to kind of go to, like, try to the Marvel route where every movie that they released kind of ties into the other movies. But um, once they saw the success of Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman was essentially a standalone movie, they're kind of, like, rethinking uh, their strategy. So Aquaman is supposed to be an origin story of how um, Arthur Curry became Aquaman, you know. Um so, that's, you know, uh, that's what we got on the docket from DC and Marvel as far as the movie goes. Now, one thing DC does, um, I think better than Marvel, is release animated movies. The thing is, their animated movies don't, like, tie into their overall, you know, DC, you know, cinematic universe. But, you know, that's either here nor there. I mean, they're enjoyable. I- I'm really interested to see what DC does with Flash, um, because... It's rumored that, you know, the, I mean, Flash is having, has been having some issues. I believe they've gone through, like, two directors. We have Ezra Miller signed, you know, as the Flash. Although, um, after seeing Justice League, I will say that I do, and I'm a big fan of the Flash TV show. Um, I will say that I did prefer Grant Gustin. I do prefer Grant Gustin, who uh, plays Barry Allen on the uh, TV show Flash to Ezra Miller. Um, but this was a young Flash. He was just starting. Uh, he actually made the comment in a movie, hey, I just run fast and push people, you know. Um, so, um, all right, so now that I'm done with the comic book talk, now that I'm done with the movie talk, hey, go go check out the Avengers trailer. Um I've uh, I've been running to an interesting situation with my older two kids, right? So my son, he's 13, 8th grade. He has a crush on a girl. And my son is at the point where he's just not, he's 13, but he's not yet interested in girls. Um, he's just interested in being a kid. Um, 
I understand that because I was the same way. I was probably that way until like 16, 17. And, you know, I was one of those, you know, who I was one of those people who did not feel the peer pressure to lose my virginity, you know, cause, and, and this is gonna, gonna sound crazy. Um, my theory was because look, I'll be honest. I'm really honest on the show. My first interaction, my first encounter with sex was through pornography. And I believe that's something that I'm like still paying for now. Um, the effects of that, um, the way I, I view women sometimes, um, it's, it's negatively affected me. You know what I'm saying? Porn, look, man, some people will tell you that porn is, you know, it's good. I mean, it's nothing, nothing wrong with porn. It's okay to watch it. But science has shown, uh, and you know, that watching pornography constantly, um, does kind of rewire your brain. Um, so I feel like, uh, at 36 years old, I am still feeling the effects of, um, you know, pornography, has had on my life. And it is something I still struggle with to this day. Like I said, my dad died. I was 10. Um, you know, we got some, when he died, we brought some of his stuff back from California. He had a bunch of movies and stuff like that. Um, and he also had porn and, you know, me and my sister at 10 years old and my little brother at seven, you know, we watched the videos. I mean, and we set up there, you know what I'm saying? together and watch them. You know what I'm saying? Now we weren't, you know, weren't doing nothing crazy or trying to like emulate the stuff, but it's like, you know, it's, it's something that you, uh, it's, it's something that you, I, I guess I can't necessarily describe it, but it's had a negative effect on my life. So I say that to say this. So I, at the, at his, at 16, 17, 18, the way I looked at sex was like, yo, if I wanted to go, you know, get sweaty and burn a bunch of calories, I'd just go grab a basketball and go hoop. And, and that's honestly how, how I viewed sex. You know, I just wasn't interested in it. I liked girls. Like I said, you know, like I've told y'all before, I was the king of the friend zone. But that's kind of how I viewed sex. So, um, I hope my son and my, you know, my daughter have not been exposed to pornography. I know I haven't exposed them to that. Um and I still haven't had the sex talk with, you know, my kids. And I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, I probably need to, because I want to talk to them about it before the streets do. Now, um, my son has a crush on a girl, uh, you know? And, um, so the way, one of the things, the the way I found out is, um, he's just, he was texting this girl over the summer. Um, and you know, they're just friends, strictly platonic. Um, so, you know, I asked my wife, you know, like, you know, how did, how did they meet? So after she's in the band, he's in the band at the last band concert of the year last year, she told my son, uh, the the girl in question, I'm not going to name her because I'm not going to, you know, just put, put, you know, kids out there on my podcast like that. Um, she said, Hey, uh, uh, do you want my phone number? And I guess my son being, you know, the aloof 13 year old, he is said, uh, okay. So she just took his phone. Well, no, she, my wife said that she was like, uh, let me see your phone. And then she, he was like, okay. And he handed her you know, his phone. And when she gave it back to him, she created a contact with her phone number 
and, and stuff and, and gave it to her. And you could, I could, t- I know he likes her because, you know, they're friends, but he gets nervous and like shy when you ask about her. Like, you know, he gets nervous and shy when, you know, about around girls too. Uh, because I actually also think he has a crush on one of my friend's daughters who's 12. Um, but, you know, so last night um, at the talent show, my wife said, you know, he was just sitting up here, sitting in the audience, watching his friend just sing. And then she asked him about her and he just put his hoodie over his head and just slumped down in his chair and just walked away. And my mom said he did the same thing, like just turned and walked away. Um, so my son has a crush on a girl. He likes a girl. But he doesn't know what to do. But he also doesn't want to talk about it or know how to talk about it. Like my son, you know, trying to talk to him about certain things is just, it's just hard because he doesn't know what to say. And, you know, I guess he doesn't know how to approach me. And I think one of the, you know, side, you know, one of the the side effects of not having a father is, you know, I don't necessarily know how to approach him about it you know i can't say hey son so it's this girl that you like you know tell me about her because he's just gonna shut down like he always does but he talks to my mom he doesn't talk to my wife that much about it because you know it's embarrassing for him um but my wife told me that my thought my daughter who is 11 and in sixth grade has a crush on a boy and it's like oh lord i i don't know what i'm gonna do no, I just, I, I mean, hey, man, can I just be honest? I want my daughters to stay, you know, young forever, and I know they don't. But, you know, I just want them to stay my beautiful little sweethearts forever that, you know, I can just take care of. And, you know, they're going to be my sweethearts forever. But they're not going to be kid. They're not going to be babies forever. And I have to deal with them, you know, growing up. You know, my daughter's, you know, getting older liking boys, stuff like that. And I don't know how I'm going to handle it. My wife, like my daughter talks to my wife and she's been constantly going to her. And my wife would tell me, and she was like, you know, don't say nothing because, you know, she's a little bit embarrassed by it, but she at least talks to me. You know, she talks to me about it. So I don't know how she'll respond if, you know, she knows you know. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, now, you know, Jasmine and I are close, are really close. Um... You know, but she hasn't she hasn't said anything to me about it yet. So I don't, you know, I'm kind of stuck on if I should ask her about it or if I'm gonna just fall back, let her come to me. So what should I do? Please help me out, guys. Um, like I said, man, if y'all have any comment, I mean topics, any comments, uh, you can always always email me at blackdadcrying at gmail dot com. You can also uh, join the conversation on the Facebook page, the Black Dad Chronicles Facebook page. Also on Instagram. Um, but like I said, Instagram is just a bunch of pictures of me, my kids, my wife, food, and comic books. So um, that's going to be it for this week. I know I talked a lot about comics this week, but I mean, I love comics, you know, and it's just one of the things I'm going to talk about. Uh, but you know another thing I was excited about, and I love I love rap music. I love rap music. Rap is my favorite genre. 
But I got to be honest, I'm not into the new rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm not into that. I'm not into all that. I'm not into all that. You know, like, you know, 21 Savage, Lil Yachty, y'all can keep all that. That's not, that rap is not for me. You know, and those guys, you know, Lil Uzi Vert, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, those guys have said, hey, our music ain't for 30 year olds. You know what I'm saying? And it's and that's fine. Yo, make music for your audience because your audience is gonna enjoy it. You know, I'm not saying it's whack, it's just not for me. Surprisingly, I've been going through my Google Play music uh um the last couple weeks, you know, as I just, you know, just listen to all the normal music I listen to. I listen to a bunch of Christian rap, um, a lot of old stuff. Um so I saw Jaden Smith release the album. I'm like, man, what is this, dog? You know, Jaden Smith, Baby Fresh Prince. Why is this in my suggestions? You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, whatever. So I was on Instagram, on the Explore page, and I see a clip of his video for his song, Icon. He's standing next to a Tesla, rapping, and I was like, man, yo, Jaden Smith can spit a little bit. So I watched the clip again. I'm like, oh. Oh, all right. So the name of the album is Sire. Yo, Jaden Smith is rapping his ass off on this album. Like, it's a, it, now, one thing I don't like is, you know what I'm saying, it's kind of emo because, uh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, you know, kind of like a teenager. Um, but man, um, his album is tight. Like Jaden Smith, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Jaden Smith got bars, man. Like Jaden Smith is rapping, like rapping, rapping. You know, like rapping, rapping. You know, like he can really rap, y'all. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. You know, what I'm saying, and it's not me. Just like, you know hyping it up like Jaden Smith can actually rap. So, you know, I, I say that because, you know, I was I was listening, you know, just like I said, trying to find new music. Um that Jaden Smith album, name of the album is called Sire. Uh that's dope. Um Fab and Jada put out uh Friday on Elm Street. That's on that album is super dope. Um Big Crit Forever is a mighty long time came out a couple weeks ago. Super dope. As a matter of fact, I haven't been able to stop listening to that crit nonstop. I'll be honest, man. Um, and man, it took me. Why? Why nobody tell me about how dope Anderson Pac was? You know what I'm saying? The only thing I had ever heard from Anderson Pac was the song off NBA 2K17. And I want to say he had a song on WWE 2K17. But man, that album Malibu that 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 John is dope, man. So I mean, hey, um. Let me know if y'all want to talk more about music. Send me music to listen to. Um, but yeah, man, that's it for this week. Um, like I said, be sure to uh, download the podcast wherever you can download your podcast. Um, Google Play, iTunes, leave me a review. Um, like, share, download. Uh, what else I want to say? Oh, man, that's it, y'all. Uh, you know. 
Y'all have a great and blessed week. I will get back with y'all next Wednesday for more comic books, more news, whatever, more music come out. Let me know. I mean, I'll let y'all know. Um, It's the Black Dad Chronicles. 